Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game Midday Show with Andy and Randy We're Here on a hump day Wednesday I just always think about Lean on me <laughs> <laughs> Not what I thought you were going to say man <laughs> 20 minutes away from Brian Gebhardt And a big deal, small deal, no deal 12.20 on Wednesdays, though. That means Brian Baldinger joins us, our Odyssey NFL insider. Uh, as always, brought to you by Driveway.com. If you're looking for a car, go to Driveway.com where you can get pre-qualified, buy a car, and get it delivered. You can also hear Brian with Jason LaConfora on in, uh, on in the Huddle with new episodes out every week. Search Huddle on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. Hey, Baldy, how are you? What up, Bald? What's up, guys? How are you doing? Doing great, man. I uh, had a chance to check out the, the Falcons breakdown that you did this morning talking about Pitts and, and London did and Did you those know guys. you were coming on, so you had to do something nice? <laughs> it was very positive. <laughs> it was very yeah, positive. I didn't, uh, I didn't think throwing, uh, showing interceptions at the end of the game with a chance to win was, <laughs> against Jalen Ramsey was going to exactly float anybody in Atlanta's boat. For folks that haven't had a chance to see it, though, I mean, it, it was very interesting with how they're using those two guys as, as well as Patterson and just some of – some of what you well, like. We're not using them enough, Andy. That's, that mm. is a, that's the problem. Mm. Is they've got a duo there, along with Cordell, that they, I mean, you don't need to go to a whole lot of other guys. They don't need to be throwing a Brian Edwards in crunch time. Like, these two guys are going to be a problem, and I like when we line them up together. And it kind of really dictates what coverage they're in. You're going to know man zone right away when they're in a twin set. I just feel like they're not using them enough right now. Hey, Baldy, and I was thinking about because I know the biggest thing this week was the targets and everything going to Kyle Pitts, and I broke it down as either is it the play calling, Kyle Pitts not getting open, or the quarterback, or, or the defense. What have you seen when you were watching it? What are those four things do you see? Well, I don't see him calling plays for Pitts. So that's kind of a mystery. Okay. Um, because, like, even if you throw, like, um, just a smoke route like they did to Pitts and like they did to, to Drake, if the corner's 10 yards off, it should be automatic. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, you've got to – this guy, you won't see any jump balls to him. You know, just put it up there on top of the rim, let him go get it. We're not seeing any of those. Um, any back shoulder throws on the sideline. We're not really seeing anything to him right now. And I don't think it's just the quarterback's fault. I mean, I just don't think they're calling his number. Hmm. Um, we saw that early last year when he wasn't on the field in the red zone. Like, right. this guy has got to be the feature. Um, we saw a little bit more from Drake this week, which is good. And you can see, like, just his length and athleticism. But, I mean, those two guys together are going to be a problem, like they were on the touchdown to Drake. I just think that they could do more with them than what we've seen so far. 
You you know how it goes. I mean, the team is 0-2. They drafted a quarterback, so a lot of folks are now talking about trying to see the rookie. What have you made of Mariota through two weeks? Well, he's had a chance to, you know, to really put both games away, and he's made mistakes at the end of the games. Now, like, the, not all these mistakes are, are his. You know, the, the interception at the end of the first half, which was a big swing, uh, down 14-3. I mean, he goes through Cordero's hands, and, you know, the rookie from the Rams, you know, intercepts it, and they score. Mm-hmm you know, a couple plays later, and it really kind of put it out of reach. But, um, you know, you like to see a guy finish. Like, he's, he's playing tough. Like, the offensive line struggles. Um, I don't know why they're trying to run it on fourth and two, to be honest with you, when you have these guys. Um, I don't think the play calling is great at this point. Um, like, their offensive line isn't good enough. I mean, it's not a, it's not a secret. If they're not good enough to run it against Aaron Donald mm. and Greg Gaines inside on third and one, fourth and one, fourth and two. Like, you've got to throw the ball on that. You know, I don't care how big or fast Cordero is. Like, you're not, you're not getting that, the way they're getting beat up front. So, I, I think it could be a combination of things. I'm sure that people are screaming for, you know, for Desmond, and he showed a lot in the preseason, but there's going to be time for Desmond. I, you know, I don't think they're going to go, um, if they keep losing like this and losing at the end like they are, with a chance to win these games, I don't, you know, I think you'll 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 see them out there pretty soon. Well, uh, this week they go up to well, they're already up there. They're in Seattle this week, and obviously we saw Geo Smith come back to come back to earth a little bit last weekend, Baldy. Uh, what are your expectations? I know it's early in your breakdowns and everything for this game for the uh, for the Falcons going up to Seattle. Well, it's a winnable game. It's just winnable. I mean, defensively, I would imagine that AJ is going to be on DK Metcalf a good chunk of the time. It seems like they like to match them up. Um, that's a big size advantage right there to Seattle. But they're not exactly, you know, throwing 12 targets to DK Metcalf either now. Mm-hmm. They're trying to run the ball. And so, you know, run defense can be important. Geno has played well. Um, he's completing a very high percentage of his passes. Uh, but they're not, you know, they've got rookies everywhere at both tackle positions. you got to figure you got to make them pay a little bit. And they got rookies on defense all over the place. So they're, they're pretty young, and they still struggle to kind of rush the passer. I mean, I think you've you got to handle the atmosphere. That's the number one thing up there, Randy. Mm-hmm. you got to handle the, the atmosphere and the noise and, and everything else that goes with it when you play in that stadium. It's just different than every other stadium in the league. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger joining us here on the Midday Show with Andy and Randy, talking some NFL football with him as we do every Wednesday at 1220. Let's stay out west with the team Seattle played last week in the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, Trey Lance gets hurt. Jimmy Garoppolo is in. How difficult is it going to be for Trey Lance to sort of take charge of that team eventually, whenever it is that he's healthy, whether it's next year or whenever? Well, it's going to be hard. You know, it's just going to be hard. He just hasn't played a lot of football. we got to see how Jimmy plays. See if he stays healthy. I mean, if Jimmy stays healthy and they go deep into the playoffs again, it, it, it would be nearly impossible. It would make no sense to try and, you know, rebuild this this guy. And it's not his fault, but he's been hurt at North Dakota State. He got hurt as a rookie last year. He got hurt this year. I mean, there's a history there now. Nobody, no player wants that tag of injury prone. Nope. Nobody. But it's hard to shake once you start getting it. Um, it's going to be hard. I mean, he hasn't played – he started a total now of, you know, five games in the last three years in college and in the NFL. He just hasn't played much football. So it's hard to win games when you're developing a young quarterback that hasn't played much. And if Jimmy has success, it's going to be even harder. 
Baldy, I know last week's game, a lot of big-time excitement, comebacks and all those different things. But a lot of those comebacks, and maybe, in, like I said, you watch all of it, the amount of blown coverages in the back end, especially in the Baltimore, the Baltimore game, the, uh, the Cleveland Browns game, is that, yeah. is that youth or is it – I mean, what was going on with that? I don't know, Randy. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I mean, you know, that's Marcus Peters out there. Um, you know, one of those touchdowns by, you know, uh, Tyreek. Um, you know, I think Kyle Hamilton's a rookie safety. He can't get – you know, he can't get himself flat-footed like his. But he doesn't seem like he's got great range to begin with. Uh, and people said that that could be a knock on him. Like, maybe he's just a box safety. I don't know. But you're right. In both those games you just talked about, I mean, the coverages were a joke. So, you know, it's communication. Like I always say, you know, if you if you break down the back end of your defense, whether it's communication breakdowns, missed tackles, like guys are going to dance in your end zone. <laughs> and so, you know, the Ravens had this problem last year. They were last in the league in pass defense. And they changed coordinators, and they made these draft picks, and they signed Marcus Williams, and they got, you know, Peters and Humphrey back, and it didn't make any difference. They still gave up almost 500 yards passing. And Cleveland, I don't know what they were doing out there. Uh, Garrett Wilson ran right through them like nobody. It was like a, like a summer, like summer camp seven-on-seven drill. You know, like, like no tackling, um, just get to your spots. And, like, nobody defended anybody there. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. How much of the Miami comeback was was on what their offense is doing, though, too? Like, what what do you like about what they're doing offensively in Miami through two weeks? Well, they – I mean, look, they, they put the ball in those two players' hands, you know, Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I mean, they've got, I think, combined 30-something targets mm-hmm. in the first two games. They put it in their hands, which is the right thing to do. So they're, they're targeting a lot. Um, they have a good RPO game. They got a really athletic um, tight end. Uh, Kasicki caught a ball in the back of the end zone. I mean, literally, yeah. it almost hit the crossbar. He went up so high to get it. Got like a 40-inch vertical leap, and he's 6'6 to begin with. So, uh, you know, they, I, I like that part of it. They like to run the ball a lot better than they are. They're not running it very well. But they, they do have runs, you know, like once they recognize, you know, you're coming off the edge with some blitzes, they'll run away from them and, They'll gash you. They, they can do a lot at the line of scrimmage. So you kind of like all of that right now. What about Buffalo, Baldy? Because we just saw them. I, I mean, first of all, how do you get 11 days off and then you get the home game on a Monday night, which still just rolls me off. But, I mean, they look like they're just sending a message to the league that nobody can beat them. What do you think about that matchup between them and Miami this weekend? Well, you know, if you look at that second touchdown, uh, the first one to digs, Randy, like the play is designed to go to – Isaiah McKenzie on this little fake reverse thing. And, you know, they, they take it away. And so immediately they go into kind of scramble mode. And Josh Allen, like, he doesn't panic. Like, he immediately knows that Stephon Diggs is somewhere on the other side of the field. He doesn't know exactly where, but he locates him pretty quickly. And, and then he just fires his fastball at him. Like, they're just difficult to defend. And they're running the ball a lot better. Like, the one thing about Ken Dorsey is they have more formations. They use a fullback, Reggie Gilliam. He caught the first touchdown pass of the day. There are more two tight end sets. 
you know, they used to line up in just four wide receivers to let Josh Allen just go carve you up, and if it wasn't there, he'd just run it. But that's not really what they're doing now. So I think they've evolved offensively. And then defensively, you know, they, they keep drafting these guys, you know, Greg Russo and mm-hmm. Boogie Basham, and mm-hmm. these kids are, you know, they're getting better. And so they, they've got a lot of continuity defensively, young players defensively, and then offensively, like, good luck trying to stop anything that they do right now. Is Jalen Hurts good enough now for the Eagles to be a, a real NFC championship contender? I think so. I, I think he's got, you know, I'm just knowing Jalen and being around him quite a bit here in Philadelphia. Uh, he's just got natural leadership qualities. The good thing about Jalen is he doesn't think for a second that he's arrived, that he's there yet. Mm-hmm. He wants to be coached hard. He doesn't mind, you know, when somebody reads him the riot act on the sideline, when he misses a read. And he's got a lot of, He's got a very good offensive line in front of him, mm-hmm. and he's got some real solid receivers. So he's got everything it takes right now to, to get to the playoffs and do some damage in the playoffs. So I'm a believer in Jalen Hurts. I always have been, um, and I think he's going to get better. Baldy, your, one of your earlier breakdowns of the week was talking about that uh, Jacksonville and Colts game, and you were talking yeah. about those pack of wolves that, that Jacksonville has up front. Yeah. Is it them, or was what happened to the Colts' offensive line? Because I was assuming that they were one of the best in the league. Well, they got Matt Pryor playing left tackle, and I know Matt. You know, he's, he was here with the Eagles, and like, he's just he's just not a left tackle. Right. He's just he's just not athletic enough to be left tackle. He's a huge man. Like you can hide him inside a guard, and he could be pretty good for you, but. They got him out there because they don't have anybody else. They drafted a kid. He's not ready yet. The right guard is new. Um, look, they, they, they shut down every part of the Colts' offense last week. I mean, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, he, didn't get, he got loose one time the whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, and all their targets were hurt. So they dominated the, the front up, you know, the, the Colts' offensive line. But offensively, you know, that Trevor Lawrence now, he's won three in a row, Randy. And he just had his best game ever as a pro. And he's the scheme is good, but he's making just better decisions with the ball. And he's putting the ball where he wants to put it. And so I think Trevor's, <laughs> Trevor's going to look like the number one pick before this whole thing is, is over. Baldy, great Appreciate stuff it, Baldy. as always. Thank you. Yep. You bet, guys.